Hello, sisters, and welcome to the table. You're listening to the Adorno Podcast, and I'm your host, Julie Charles. In the last podcast episode, I gave you a short intro of sorts into the book of Job. This week, I wanted to continue to look at the life of Job and see how he wrestled with God. Anytime we're experiencing suffering, there's often a struggle, a wrestling, sometimes a physical struggle, but almost always there's an internal struggle. In Job, we read of his struggle, his wrestling with God and himself, his trying to figure out why all this happened to him and what he thinks about the afterlife. He asks all the questions we also ask when we're wrestling with grief. He's basically saying, what is the purpose of life? What good is a life full of misery and suffering, and is it better to just die? There have been many righteous men that we can look to throughout the Bible who have wrestled with God. If we look in Genesis, we see Jacob wrestle all night and not let go until he was given a blessing, which he got, at the expense of a hip injury. Elijah had to wrestle with God when Jezebel threatened his life and he had to flee or die, and he sat under a broom tree, wrestling with God and asking him to take his life. We all know what happened when Jonah wrestled with God, but the one that immediately came to mind when I was reading Job's words and his struggle with God was from 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel 12 gives us the account of Nathan, the prophet, telling David that because of his sin against God, by taking Uriah's life and and his wife, Bathsheba, that the child he had with Bathsheba was going to die. 2 Samuel 12, 16-23 says, David therefore sought God on behalf of the child, and David fasted, and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him and he did not listen to us. How then can we say to him the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But David saw his servants were whispering together. David understood that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth, and washed, and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord, and worshipped. He then went to his own house, and when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servants said to him, What is this thing you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. For seven days, David wrestled with God. He pled his case before the most holy throne of God Almighty and lost. Yet, After, he immediately got himself up and went in to worship. Not to whine and complain, telling him how unfair he was, but to worship, to bow to the providence of God, to let God be God. 
The Psalms are full of David's thoughts and feelings about this relationship with God throughout his whole life. But what sticks out to me, even though David was willing to struggle and wrestle with God, even though it hurt and we see the cries of his hurting heart, he was willing to withstand all that God required of him. He was quite literally on his face, groveling before the throne of God. And when it didn't turn out as he hoped, as he pleaded for, he arose and worshipped. The exact words showed up when Job found out about all the disaster. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. The difference is that God told David ahead of time that the child would die, so David wrestled with God before it happened. The awful events in Job's life have already happened, so we see his wrestling after the fact. Throughout Job, there is verse after verse of Job's internal struggle verbalized. He has been quite literally brought as low as one can go. He is struggling with God for a reason why, wrestling for an end to his agony. Wrestling was not unique to these biblical men. We all do it. What are you struggling with God over today? What hard things are you bringing before his throne and struggling with your will versus his will? Could it be a terminally ill friend? A child with a cancer diagnosis? Could it be your own spiritual struggle? Could it be a wayward son or daughter or an unsaved husband? Could it be with feelings of loneliness or isolation or abandonment? When we're facing times of struggle and suffering, when we are literally and figuratively on our knees and on our faces pleading our case or the case of our loved ones, we must never have the attitude that we've done what was required to get our way. We must never think of God as a pagan God to be appeased so that we get what we want. We must never think that just because we asked nicely and fervently that things are going to work out the way we think is best. We can't think that there's a magic number of prayers or certain words that, we, that can sway the hand of God. We must never have this idea in our heads that because He is loving, our definition of loving, that He will never ask hard things of us or require hard things because that would be too mean for a loving God. We have to be willing to wrestle with God and lose, and then arise and go bow in worship before the only one worthy of all worship. The ultimate example I see of wrestling with God is the example of the agony of Christ in Gethsemane. Matthew's account says, He began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. When we struggle with God, we must come out saying, not as I will, but as you will. There is absolutely no harm in asking for the outcome you desire and hoping that it is also what God desires. But we have to be willing to lose and to come out bowing before the Father. R.C. Sproul says, God is Lord of death as well as life. He rules over pain and disease as sovereignly as he rules over prosperity. It's okay to wrestle, 
for a time, but we must come to a point of obediently bowing and leaving our cares and concerns in the hands of our loving Father, trusting Him with the outcome, even when it hurts. Genesis tells us that man was created in God's image, his likeness, and that we are completely dependent on that God for our entire being and life. Because of this, we are creatures with meaning and purpose, so all of Job's existential questions are important. They were important to him, and they are important for us to wrestle with as well. Our lives, the time span we spend on this earth, is for learning and growing. Over that time span, we will probably, at some point, have to wrestle with God and ultimately decide if we're going to bow to His will. We do this when we discern His Word and what He is saying and what He is not saying, not adding or subtracting what we want it to say. It also means that we don't, when we don't understand, when we can't see His plan, we lie content at the feet of Jesus after casting all our cares on Him, and we trust the only one who already has it handled. When we do that, we find that all our hope is in Him. We have no other hope than Him. We can search the world over, wrestle with all the questions, discern as much as we can with our own minds, but at the end, our only hope, the only one who fills the void, is God. Because of this, I can say with Job, Even if he kills me, I will hope in him. May we be able to pray as Habakkuk. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in you, the God of my salvation. God, you are my strength. You make my feet like the deer's. You make me tread on my high places. We put our hope in you, O Lord. You are our help and our shield. In you our hearts rejoice, for we trust in your holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for your our hope is in you alone. Thank you for joining me this week. If you have any questions or comments that you'd like to pass along, please email us at adornopodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time at the table. <laughs>